This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com. To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown! Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. Connor to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcast. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast. Here we go. One-handed catch and a touchdown. Oh, baby. How's that feel? Here's Craig Grealou, three-time pro bowler Kyle Vandenbosch, and 13-year NFL veteran Drew Stanton. So very few leave Las Vegas ahead. The Cardinals became the exception on Sunday as we say good morning here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report special start time because we just could not wait to discuss the 29-23 overtime win at the Las Vegas Raiders Cardinals instead of dropping into that dreaded 0-2 hole are 1-1 with their first NFC West matchup coming up on Sunday and with that we say good morning Drew and I were uh, well we had the I don't want to say the best seats in the house, but we watched that game together and it would have been a different story if what happened during the first two quarters continued into quarters three and four. Kyle, what do you think about that overall game and where do you go first half or second half or just completely ignore the first 30 minutes? Well, you certainly can't ignore it. Um, and even in the second half, um, you, you know, NFL games are so exciting. Uh, just as a PSA, fans don't start leaving when your team's behind at <laughs> halftime. I mean, you got the Miami game, you got the Jets game, then you got the Cardinals game. Um, it, there was just some incredible theater excitement. Um, you know, to me, the biggest thing you can take away from this game, and I look back to when um, I was with the Tennessee Titans, we drafted Vince Young in the first round. Uh, didn't know how it was going to go. We were down 21 nothing in the fourth quarter. Uh, Vince Young brought us back and won. And what the coaches told us on defense is never stop fighting because with this guy under center, we always have a chance. And that's what this team could take going forward. It was so good to see. Um, you know, We've talked so much about the change in Kyler Murray, his maturation, um, for him to put the team on his back. And, you know, not to take away how many guys battled, how many guys made big plays that ended up um, contributing to this win, but for Kyler Murray to essentially will this team to come back, get in the game, and to win it, um, it's, it just says so much about this team going forward. And the fact that through six listless quarters, a team that looked like it didn't have any answers, didn't have much fight, this team fought and battled. And that's something that this team could take going forward. In Kyler's own words, quote, I had to take over, end quote. Very few quarterbacks, Drew, have that capability with their arm and with their legs. Yeah, well, he extends these plays, right? And uh, there are only a handful of guys that have the ability to run and throw. And he stays alive as a passer to the last possible second. But he also has the ability to get the ball in the end zone as a runner. And that's really what this makes him so unique in that regard. And, again, quarterbacks get too much credit when things go well and too much of the blame when things go poorly. You have to be able to shoulder all of those things. And Kyler did a tremendous job of being able to really take ownership of what needed to get done in that moment. And, uh, again, there's a lot of reasons why that was – 
the way that it was at the end. And they put themselves in a position to keep fighting, keep battling. And yes, Kyler was that guy, but that was a group effort that can hopefully catapult them throughout the rest of the season. Because now when they look up at the scoreboard, there will never be any doubt of, oh, can we get back in this game? There's never any doubt of, you know, are we going to be able to put something together? And it was as much of a defensive effort in the second half of, of what they were able to do to negate the Raiders and what they were doing offensively. So again, the adjustments that were made, the uh, the ability to stick with the run game, to the ability to extend plays and make plays when they were there is really a testament this, to this entire team. We hear it a lot, complimentary football. That's what happened in the second half, correct? Yeah, and when you don't, it's so apparent, right? If you're out of rhythm, if you're out of sync, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's this snowball effect and it just gets out of reach and you sit there and you say, okay, man, you place doubt in the other team against you and then when you go and you grasp that momentum you grasp that and you take it and you run with it and it propels you to a victory that's what this team can do and it won't even take its effect like I said of last Sunday now it's something that just permeates throughout the locker room of saying this is what we can do and again this team is gelling it's coming together you know there there's the old adage of you make your biggest jump from week one to week two by week three, you have a pretty good idea of who you're going to be as long as injuries don't come and start biting you in the butt. And saying that, this team is figuring those things out, and uh, we're well aware who's coming back in a few weeks too. So it's only going to get more exciting from here on out. Kyler's numbers overall, 277 passing yards, a touchdown, and interception. But in the second half alone, 224 passing yards, a touchdown, plus he rushed for a score. All of his rushing attempts, five of them, came in the second half in overtime. Here's the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. He gives you a chance every week. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care you know, how you start. He's, he's going to give you a chance because of those tools he has. and It's an elite skill set, and, and we just got to keep getting better. It was not good in the first half. Cardinals shut out 20 to nothing. Only had at the half 53 passing yards and 86 overall net yards in the first half. But things changed in the second half. What did change? Here's Kyler Murray. At some point, you know, enough's enough. It was just, um, it, it, again, it's not about the the, the toughness and, and how hard we play. That's that's never in question. It's just about executing, playing faster, getting you know, getting our tempo going. And uh, I, I think you could tell the difference first half, second half. Those guys, those guys definitely got tired. They definitely got tired. They were winded. When you're tired, you're not getting pass rush. You're playing zone. It's you know, for for us, that's you know, it's a recipe for success. So it was it was it ended up you know working out. The numbers bear that out as far as how tired the Raiders' defense looked. I'll get to those in a moment. But what did you see, Kyle, from your perspective, first half to second half defensively and what Vance Joseph and his staff was able to do? Well, first of all, throughout the entire game, um, you know, limiting what Devontae Adams could do for him to come out of the game with two catches. Um, you know, he's one of the top two, three wide receivers in the NFL. And he, you saw what he did week one. You saw how many targets he had. Um, and you completely took him out of their game plan, which was a huge factor. Um, secondly, you know, early on, um, it, I, I think to a large degree, they limited their weapons. Darren Waller didn't do much early. Hunter Renfro didn't do much early. Um, but it looked like the Mac Holland show um, early in the first half. And, you know, they made whatever adjustments they had to make. Um, and he was no longer a factor in the second half. Um, and again, looking back at week one, um, early on um, in this game, they had some struggles in the run game. They were getting some, you know, decent chunk runs from Josh Jacobs, um, and again, they they took that that away for the most part in the second half. Um, you know, this defense, um, 
it, they just do a good job of keeping the ball in front of them, not giving up the big plays, not giving up the, the long one-play touchdowns and making the team drive down the field. Now, saying that, they couldn't get those stops in the first half. It was a continuation of what we saw against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, the Raiders were able to just kind of work their way methodically down the field, convert third and longs early in the first half. Um, in the second half, they made the proper adjustments. They got the stops when they need to, needed to. Um, and, and that's really what you got to do. You know, your, your conversation with your team at halftime in a game like this, like we're not going to win this game with one play. We've just got to win one down at a time, do everything we can, take one play at a time, and work our way back into this game. And, and to Coach Kingsbury and Vance Joseph's credit, offensively and defensively, that's what they did. They didn't force anything. Um, they didn't ever panic. They just took it one play at a time and, and got themselves back in the game. Raiders scored on every single one of their first-half possessions. Did not score a touchdown in the second half, just three points in the second half alone. Sixty uh, Second half in overtime. 66 total net yards on 23 total plays and five first downs. Defense allowed the offense and Kyler Murray to do what they were able to do, get back in that game, chip away, chip away, and then you come to what might be the drive of the season, depending on how this season plans out, Drew, and that is an 18-play, 73-yard drive that took just under five minutes, but 18 plays goes against everything anyone ever says about what Cliff Kingsbury likes to do offensively. Yeah, well, you know, again, he, he started talking about tempo, and you hear them talk about that's who they want to be. At the same time, we highlighted it post-game. When you can be efficient on first down, when you can get first downs on first down, when you can get first downs on second down, and you don't push it to third down, that's where you're going to find success. Again, there was no chunk plays within that drive, obviously, if it's that long. At the same time, different guys are contributing. That's the beauty of all of it. Kyler's at his best when he's just dispersing the ball to as many people. The first guy open gets the football. That's who's in your progression. He's getting the ball. End of story. And they did such a tremendous job of staying on schedule. And we talk about that. It seems mundane. But when you can break somebody's will in that way and then that plant, a, plant that seed of doubt in their mind, it becomes completely different mindset. On the flip side of that, right, you look at the Raiders. They, As you talked about the number of possessions they scored on in the first half, second half, one of five on third down. Right, You get to third down, then you're off the field. It was a tale of two halves. 18 plays offensively to the 60-some plays, it seems like. I, I think that was the number uh, for our team. And then all of a sudden, 19 plays for them. And when you're not efficient on third down, when you don't convert third downs, especially when you go one of five, it's really hard. The Cardinals weren't great on third down, but they never got in a third down situation. I think they were three of 13. They never got in a third down situation in that second half that really put them behind the eight ball in that drive to say, oh man, now we need to worry about Max Crosby. We need to worry about Chandler Jones coming after us and all those things. So kudos to them. Uh, hard to replicate in that in this league, but Again, when you're utilizing all portions of the field, short and intermediate, as opposed to not just trying to throw up a 50-50 ball or something like that, you'll find success. Had been nearly 26 years since the last time the Cardinals had a touchdown drive of 18 or more plays. 26 years. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury and what he saw on that final drive. You know, it got to the point where we had burned a couple of timeouts and, and I knew we were just playing for one one score at that point. Um, so we kind of settled in, wanted to use all the time at that point, and our guys did a good job. It was a long drive. We weren't trying to make any chunk plays. We didn't have to force it. When we decided, hey, we're just going to get one score and we got to get the two-point conversion, and so it worked out. But I think those 18 plays wore, wore them out. The longest play of that drive, Kyle, was a Zach Ertz 11-yard catch. You had A.J. Green catch a ball for 10 yards, 
that was the extent of as far as the chunk plays, if you will. Everything was pretty methodical and keeping an eye on the clock and working it way down to where, all right, we score, get the two-point to send it in overtime, but you don't want to do that to tie it up and allow the Raiders to have time to go back the other way. Right, and, and to Coach Kingsbury's credit, um, it, you know, part of the reason they were able to limit the pass rush of Chandler Jones and Max Crosby in the second half is in spite being down, in spite where a lot of offensive coordinators are going to start airing out, taking risks, taking deep shots, they stuck with their offense. They were balanced. They were able to run the ball throughout those 18 plays and never seemed like they were panicked throughout that drive. And, you know, the fact that they didn't make themselves one-dimensional on offense, the fact that Max Crosby couldn't tee off and just pass rush every single down, and, you know, after you know an 18-play drive with Max Crosby staying on the field for that entire drive, he's not going to be effective plays 12 through 18. And, um, you know, again, it, I think it shows a lot um, of growth with Coach Kingsbury and his play calling. Um, you look at, again, around the league, there was, you know, comebacks uh, throughout the fourth quarter. Most of them happened with big plays, quick strikes, um, and, and offensive coordinators saying, look, we got to get points quickly. We're going to throw it deep regardless of what the coverage is, regardless of, you know, what type of pass rushes we have. But the Cardinals didn't. They stuck with their game plan. They kept the Raiders off balance, and, and you know, it wasn't just pass, 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 uh, seven-step drops working the ball down the field. Yeah, and even more so than that, right, Kyle? Those teams lost it on Sunday. The Cardinals were the only team that actually went out and won a football game by doing that because of communication, those things, the miscommunication on the teams that are losing. They're sitting there kicking themselves. The Cardinals, kudos to them for going out and winning it. Cardinals were fortunate on a couple of those plays on that final drive. Kyler Murray was sacked, negated by a defensive holding call. On fourth down, there was a defensive holding call in the end zone that allowed the Cardinals to get a new fresh set of downs and ultimately Kyler Murray run it in from three yards out and then the two-point try successful the throw a great throw to A.J. Green Cardinals overall win 29-23 in overtime hey episode 42 of the Dave Pash podcast features Kevin Clark of the Ringer it premieres this week go to or follow at Pash Pod via Twitter this is the Arizona Cardinals radio network Second and 10 for the Raiders of the Cardinal 39. Four receivers, two right, two left. Carr waiting for the shotgun snap. He's got the ball. Quick throw left side. Renfro with a catch. And he breaks one tackle. Then the ball comes out. It's loose. And it's picked up by the Cardinals in midfield. It's picked up by Byron Murphy at the 40, at the 30, at the 20, at the 10. Ball game! Byron Murphy picks up the ball at midfield. Returns it for a touchdown. And the Cardinals win. Go Flags! What an unbelievable finish here in Vegas! Crazy Carl is here for the Arizona Cardinals! Isaiah Simmons, who got benched, forced the fumble, and Byron Murphy picked it up and took it to the house to win the game in overtime, 29-23. The longest fumble return for a score in overtime in NFL history regular season or postseason and just the second overtime fumble return for a touchdown in Cardinals history yeah the defensive play of the game that won it that was gentlemen that was the only time the Cardinals had the lead in that ball game the only time and it's the only time that really matters correct the I mean, only that, time that, that matters <laughs> I was gonna say yeah that's the only All that matters. time that matters 
But let's talk about that play in particular because as much as we'll laud what Spire Murphy was able to do, it was, as you heard Dave Patch mention at the end there, Kyle, it was the hit by Isaiah Simmons to jar the ball loose from Hunter Renfro. A little Clemson on Clemson crime right there, former teammates at Clemson, and that was a vicious hit. Renfro was, I don't know if he was knocked out, but he was on the field for a little while after that play. Yeah, it's it's one thing we've seen from Isaiah Simmons throughout his time here with the Cardinals. Um, he hits like a ton of bricks, and um, a lot of credit goes to him for his pursuit, his hustle, his effort on that play. Um, it, you know, it's it's also you know what he has shown throughout his career here, the ability to make those big game changing type plays. Um, and you know, I'm sure Hunter Renfro is being criticized uh, in Las Vegas for fumbling two plays in a row. Uh, for potentially costing them a football game. Um, but with a hit like that, there's not many receivers that are going to hold on to that ball. I mean, he put his helmet right on it and the ball popped loose. So, um, it, you know, I really give Isaiah Simmons a lot of credit, you know, for whatever reason, um, whether it was to send a message, whether it was to try to get more out of him. Um, you know, he didn't get a lot of action in this game, but he stayed into it. I know a lot of players, a lot of competitors – kind of go into a shell, um, have some anger against the coaching staff, uh, feel sorry for themselves, and would not be mentally ready or able to make that type of play in an overtime game having not played as many reps as he's used to throughout the course of the game. I don't think there's any question a message was sent. I think it was sent earlier in the week. That was the 15th snap that Simmons played in the game. The week prior, Drew, 61 snaps. He lost the green dot. David Collins called the defense, and now you just wonder, all right, what happens next week? Was the message received? Yeah, well, again, that's all speculation on our end, and he seemed like he knew that that was coming. So to them, maybe they're just trying to say, hey, as opposed to you playing 60 plays and being average, let's get the most out of you. Let's get you back to where you need to be because you are not helping this team if you're out of position, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you don't have the right leverage and coverage, all of these things, right? But – I also tip my cap to Vance Joseph, right? You're on the fringe right there for field goal. They show a straight-up cover zero blitz across the board. So they check the play. Derek Carr does as anybody else does. You don't want to take a sack there. They're trying to come after you. Great job by Derek Carr to get the ball out of his hands, thinking, okay, I got one-on-one. Hunter Renfro, same thing. He's not thinking. He sees the structure of the defense. There's no safeties back there. All right, they slide the line to Isaiah Simmons so he doesn't come. He becomes the free hole player. Tremendous job of him to fly across the ball all the way to the opposite numbers and get that ball out. Again, the structure of what was going on there, the strategy of it, the, the play within the play and the game within the game, that's what amounted to them coming out with a win. And again, those guys are, were around the football. Kudos to picking it up and running it back for a touchdown. But a lot of people don't understand what led to that, and a lot of it was just because of the call that Vance was in. And just being and the mindset of a Isaiah Simmons to go and make a play, something Byron Murphy talked about post game. To see to see Isaiah, you know, wasn't wasn't getting as many reps as he had been this week. Um, to stay in the game, to stay locked in, it's proud of him, you know, to uh, come up big with that play, stripping the ball, and then Murph having the awareness to pick it up, scoop and score. Got lucky, got lucky with that one, but uh, you know, I'm just glad. I'm glad we won the game. Excuse me, that was Kyler Murray talking about that particular play. Let's, all right, now hear from Byron Murphy post game talking about the defense and Isaiah Simmons in the second half. 
Shout out, you know, to the full defense. We all, you know, hustled to the ball every play. I feel like the second half we came out and worked as a whole group. Uh, seeing Isaiah, he made it a guy fumble. You know, got to give props to him because it wouldn't happen. But made the play. Obviously, when plays come on defense, you got to make those plays. The play came, uh, running back to the end zone and, and ended the game. Cardinals defensively made play after play in the second half to get the Raiders off the football field because, as we discussed earlier here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report, presented by Seeky, your ticket to great seats. Kyler Murray is not able to do what he did in that second half, Kyle, if it were not for Byron Murphy, Isaiah Simmons, earlier in the game as far as getting the Raiders off the field, whether on third down or after just one first down. Yeah, I mean, again, like Drew talked about earlier, it was really the tale of two halves. Um, You know, for whatever reason, Las Vegas could not move the ball. And, um, you know, to hear Byron Murphy, you know, it's good to hear about playmakers. It's good to hear about guys stepping up. But one of the things he talked about was everybody was hustling to the ball. I'm telling you, it, it, when you see that type of defense, it feeds you feed off of each other. You don't make those type of plays um, that that won the game for the Cardinals or throughout the third and fourth quarters without a total team defensive efforts. Offenses are so good in this league. Offensive coordinators are so good. Um, they will take advantage of mismatches. They will take advantage of guys that are injured. They will take advantage of guys that aren't playing hard and aren't hustling to the ball. Um, but the Cardinals, I, I mean, we could talk all we want about where they need help. Um, we need to bring guys in. Um, this is who we got. And every one of those guys that were on the field in that second half battled as hard as they could. And that, you know, and, you know, I misspoke a little earlier about how Kyler put the team on his back and made these plays. It, there's no question that uh, without Kyler Murray willing this team, they would have won. But like Drew corrected me, this was a total team effort, and it came from everybody on the defense, regardless of you know how much experience they had, regardless of how nicked up they were. They all stepped up in that second half and did their jobs. J.J. Watt had a pass defense for Shard Lawrence to tackle for loss in that second half. So, yeah, everyone had a part defensively in that ball game to allow Byron Murphy to do what he did. And then there were some anxious moments at the end of that ball game. Yes, the ball did cross the goal line, at least from all angles that we saw. Here's Byron Murphy post game. That's a lesson to learn, but I'm going to take that one all the way home with me next time. <laughs> Teachable moment there for both of you as far as coaching young kids. I know, Kyle, you coach football and Drew, you dabble in a little baseball, but uh, those, are, those are moments, and Kingsbury joked on Monday that – well, actually, it was post-game that Murphy came this close to being a meme for the next 30 years. Yeah, it's a hard balance, right? You want, I mean, coaching high school kids, you want your kids to be excited. You want them to celebrate with each other after a play. But there's a right way to do things. And um, in that moment, it, it's hard to say um, that you're thinking straight, right? You've just won a huge game. You've just come back from an improbable deficit. Um, and you made the play that's going to be on SportsCenter. Um, you know, it's hard to know where you're at on the field, and, and it's it's difficult to criticize him. But um, it is a lesson because you've seen it. You've seen professionals that have played football their entire lives make that exact same mistake in NFL games. Um, so it is a good teaching point. Um, one thing you can be assured, it's not just Byron Murphy. Anybody on the Arizona Cardinals, this this tape will be shown over and over. You'll see this highlight over and over. Um, it will. This mistake will not be made again down the road. I think the perfect example, and I'm going to date myself here, is... Deshaun Jackson? You going back that? I was going to go Leon Lett in the Super Bowl (laughs) where you have the ball hanging out. And, I mean, 
and that football, Drew, I would think, you know, he gets rid of it, talking about Byron Murphy, but I, that's something you want to keep. Yeah. I mean, just for your own personal collectible item, if you will. Yeah, well, that's where the excitement comes in that, that Kyle's talking about. Deshaun Jackson did the same thing. I believe it was either on a punt return or a long pass, you know, and dropped it. That's inexcusable, right? If it happens, um, I'm going to take the opposite approach of Kyle because that team did everything they could to do that. And saying that any good coach in this league, at college, and high school, they will play that clip and say this is how close the Arizona Cardinals were to giving the ball back to them. Uh, again, a lot easier to teach on the winning side of things uh, and laugh about about being a meme and all those things. And we're lucky here in Arizona for it uh, because it, you know it was so close. And saying that again, sometimes winning doesn't have to be sexy in this league. It doesn't have to be these splash plays. And this defense did such a good job of just staying the course, right? And you see through the the two weeks of this NFL season so far, these teams that kind of say, okay, well, we're up by 20 or or we're feeling good. We want to just take our foot off the gas. You can't do that in this league. That's what these two weeks have proven us. You look at Pittsburgh last week where they almost came back and lost against Cincinnati. There's too much offensive firepower in this league. This is an offensive league as we talk about. So if you have a 20-point lead, it can evaporate quickly. And you don't sit there and say, well, you know, all of a sudden if it gets a little bit close in the fourth quarter. No. Teams are realizing very quickly that you can't give any life to anybody, let alone Kyler Murray and what they were able to do and kudos to the offense again for also staying the course of not throwing the ball up for grabs or getting impatient again that's why I think this is such a testament to an entire team accomplishing something that was very difficult Byron Murphy with the game-winning play but it was his play along with his teammates in the secondary to really get that Cardinals defense throughout the entire game as far as what they did with Devontae Adams two catches for 12 yards on just seven targets the fewest number of receptions for Adams since 2017 here's Cliff Kingsbury that's incredible you know uh, he, he didn't impact the game much and he's one of the best players if not the best player in the league so kudos to him and uh, our defensive staff for, for coming out in the second half making those adjustments and really shutting down you know a Pro Bowl quarterback with, with some talent and weapons Darren Waller just six catches for 50 yards. Josh Jacobs, 69 rushing yards, but in the second half, all he did was carry the ball eight times for 27 yards. So all the offensive weapons that Cliff talked about there, Kyle, it's Cardinals did what they needed to do. Can't stop everyone, but they stopped the main guys. Yeah, uh, you know, it was it was pretty unbelievable the way they did. Um, and, and I, again, I have no idea what halftime adjustments were made, but it seemed to be more of a switch of attitude. Um, it was everybody do their jobs, let's continue this course, we're fine. You know, there was no panic. They came out in the second half, executed, and took away the weapons. 29-23, the final in overtime. Cardinals get the W, improved to 1-1. One and one. And now Kyler Murray and company get ready to host the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. We'll get into that matchup as we continue here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by Seeky, your ticket to great seats. But when we come back, Kyler Murray and his legs. Yeah, certainly the talk around the National Football League. This is the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. with a chance to make it a one-possession game if they can get it in here, going for two. Snap to Kyler, looking right. Now back to the middle, now runs to the right, being chased, backing up at the 20. Looking, still dancing around. 
Pointing, still holding the ball like it's street ball in the backyard. He's still got it. Runs right to the 10. Cuts left to the 5, and he's going to score. Oh, my goodness. Kyler Murray on a play that took about a minute. Somehow gets into the end zone for two points. This is the entertainment capital of the world, and I don't think I've ever seen a two-point play as entertaining as that. I have never seen that before in my life. Hey, you know what, Kyler? Sit down and do the Yoda right now because that is unbelievable. I've watched that play at least a dozen times, still amazed, one, on what Kyler Murray was able to do, and then, two, just the lack of of a defense by the Las Vegas Raiders on that first of what would be two successful two-point conversions for the Cardinals on their way to a 29-23 overtime victory. As we say, welcome back here on the Arizona Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by Siki, your ticket to great seats. Craig Rayo, Lou Drew Stanton, and Kyle Vandenbosch as we break down that two-point conversion. Here are the numbers, Drew. 20.8 seconds covering 84.9 yards, according to next-gen stats. Keep in mind, the ball is spotted at the two-yard line, and Kyler drops all the way back to the 22. Yeah, I mean, it's remarkable. He put multiple people on skates, and not just, like, average athletes. I mean, Chandler was flailing around. Max Crosby had a chance to get him. Again, that's the dynamic of this kid, just being able to extend plays and do these things, and those two points proved to be so critical right that just shows the fight that he has in him of how much it matters each and every snap and again you don't know which snap's going to make a difference he could have easily bailed out or tried to throw it up or do anything that he did the the mentality that he took on that play I think that's really where we saw everything flip we thought saw everything switch at that point and said hey guys we're not far behind now at this point it's very attainable for us to go out and get this win we just need to stay the course so uh, a tremendous play by him and again those offensive linemen it's hard on those offensive linemen when they're sitting around they got their head on a swivel saying okay where's he at now where'd he go i mean i mean 20 plus seconds right for one play uh, it's it's remarkable and as a defender Kyle just the frustration when you're waiting and then trying to chase not quite sure because there's always that ability to throw the ball. Just the frustration overall might have been the end for the Raiders defensively the rest of the game. They might have just tapped out at that point. Yeah, it's so tough. Um, you know, your mentality is look, this guy is mobile. We got to keep him in the pocket. And you do everything you can to put him in the pocket, keep him in the pocket. Um, and they did initially. You know, they did exactly the right thing. They held up their coverage, um, kept him in the pocket. He kept dropping deeper and deeper. And you think there is no chance. Um, but, you know, Kyler's a special player. It's To me, it was pretty amazing. You know, the minute he recognizes that that window's there, he knew he was in. Um, and it, it it was just a huge play. And what this does, um, you know, uh, Drew talked about how that was the moment that they felt like they could win this game or at least get back in the game where they had an opportunity and the energy level stepped up on that sideline. This will pay dividends for this team for the rest of the season because every defensive coordinator in the league is now panicking uh, you know, how are we going to keep this guy in the pocket? What are we going to do with the rush plan? If we send, if we send four, we're in trouble. If we only send two, we're in trouble. If we go man coverage, we're in trouble. Um, you know, that opens up so many things for this offense just based upon how defenses are going to try to adjust and play Kyler Murray. Those two points made it 23-15 with 8-13 to go in the ball game. Kyler Murray post game on the long two-point conversion. 
backyard football at that point, trying to find somebody, uh, move, get open, make a play. Um, you know, I told the guys in the huddle, you know, we, we got to get this. Uh, if we don't get the two-point conversion, pretty much game is pretty much, you know, it's tough. It's looking tough for us. So uh, there was no other option for me to but to uh, convert those two uh, two-point conversions. Raiders initially rushed three, two stayed in there and kept chasing Kyler Murray. So you have the offensive linemen, five of them now trying to make sure they don't get too far downfield. Justin Pugh postgame talked about that. The defensive linemen were so tired and I'm just looking in their eyes and they're like trying to run back and forth. They have no idea where he's at. We're just trying to set up and like shield and Kyler just made an unbelievable play. You get the ball in his hands and magical things are going to happen. It was five on two as far as the offensive line versus the two Raider defensive linemen that were still there. And I'll give the offensive line a lot of credit because there was there was a brief moment there, Kyle, that Kyle well, that Kelvin Beecham was just basically standing there looking for someone or something to do because he wasn't quite sure, all right, I'm now back at the fifteen yard line. Can I still keep moving forward and not be called downfield when the ball when the line of scrimmage is a two yard line? Yeah, I don't know if anybody knew what to do on that play. Offensive line, kind of, you know, they're just trying to stay in front of somebody. Uh, receivers had to be exhausted, zigzagging back and forth, trying to find a window to get open in the end zone. Um, it was it was just an incredible play. Um, and, you know, I, here's what I thought of. You know, having coached kids in youth football for years, the end of practice, we're like, hey, let's do something fun. We're going to play Sharks <laughs> versus Minnows. And there's always this one kid that nobody can ever get, and that had to have been Kyler Murray his entire life. Like, I mean – he probably won every single game of tag he's ever played in his life. As a quarterback, Drew, you drop back and you have that clock ticking in your head. You got what, maybe two and a half, three seconds sometimes on a good play, maybe four. But now all of a sudden, you've five times that amount of time as a quarterback standing there making, trying to make something happen. You have to know your limitations. I never had that. <laughs> much time. I, 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 guys like him, yes, they do. Uh, again, and he remains a passer. That's why it's so difficult, right? They didn't just all of a sudden just swarm and try and get him because they knew that he was going to run. Some of these younger quarterbacks in this league, they will pull the ball down and they just become a runner. He remains a passer to the last possible second. You can even see that as he's doing it. All of a sudden, not only did he see a window for him to do, he had the capability to go take that. And, and all of a sudden, when he he saw that daylight, he absolutely seized it and bolted towards the end zone after 20 seconds of scrambling around making people look like idiots. It was a tremendous play call by Dave Pash, but no one can put words to a play like that, like the great Frank Caliendo, who did that particular two-point try as John Madden and Pat Summerall. Looks like they're going for two, Pat. Sure does. Kyler Murray, back to pass. I think this place falling apart, Pat. I don't think he can see anything. How tall is Kyler Murray, Pat? 5'10", I believe. Not sure about that. How tall is Kevin Hart? Maybe six foot. Murray, directing traffic. Actually, he, he was creating a diversion, Pat. And he pointed in a couple places, and boom, he ran circles around these guys. Touchdown, Cardinals. <laughs> Those were some amazing tactics. I don't understand how he did it. <laughs> I guess it's just modern warfare. You ever play Call of Duty, Pat? Frank Caliendo, you can follow him at Frank Caliendo as he puts those videos out on either Sunday night or Monday morning. But uh, yeah, there's a lot you can do, Drew, in 20 seconds. And Kyler Murray made sure that those defenders are going to remember those 20 seconds for a long time. Yeah, and those two points, like he talked about, right? He, he caught himself and said, you know, if we didn't get that, that would have been... No, he was correct in his first assumption. That would have been the end of the game, right? That's all the, the, uh, that the Raiders were looking for was one stop. 
and they didn't give it to him and that snowball effect. So Kyler hit the nail on the head initially of saying we needed that two points so extremely bad, and you could see it in the development of that play. Uh, you probably know this better than me, and I'm sure Kyle does too. The the average uh, drop back pass takes how many seconds? So that's six plays probably in and of himself <laughs> that, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> for the offensive lineman uh, and the quarterback and all those things and those rushing guys and, and effort and all of it. So that will break somebody's will when you see that happen and you get up or you're on the ground and you look over and all of a sudden you see Kyler Murray cross the goal line and say, oh, man, this is a lot closer than we thought it was going to be. By the way, Kyler became the first player in NFL history to have a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, a two-point conversion pass, and a two-point conversion run in the same game. Wow. Needed every bit of it, too, for the Cardinals to get that W, 29-23 in overtime. Arizona Cardinals single-game tickets are available now. Visit azcardinals.com slash tickets for more information. So the Cardinals, what do they do? How do they now respond from that win? Can they build upon that victory? we got the Los Angeles Rams coming to town on Sunday. We'll get into that as we continue here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by Seeky. Your ticket to great seats. Craig Riolu, Drew Stanton, and Kyle Vandenbosch talking about a Cardinals win in Las Vegas and now getting ready to host the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. This is the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Rams with the lead, trying to protect it on defense. Third down, 13 from the 24 of the Rams for the Falcons. Mariota has a knee-high snap. Rams send five. They hit Mariota. Throw goes up. It is intercepted at the goal line. Jalen Ramsey out to the 20 and out of bounds to the Rams bench. Jalen calls game in week two for the Rams. J.B. Long on Rams Radio, 31-27 the final as the Rams get their first win of the season, beating the Falcons on Sunday. That was at home. Now the Rams come to State Farm Stadium this Sunday. 125 is the kickoff. 8.30 a.m. pregame coverage begins here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. And Kyle, when we talk about the Rams, yeah, defending Super Bowl champions, but much of the same. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. Aaron Donald they do add Bobby Wagner but many of the same pieces from a year ago back again they they try to run it back yeah it's a big game for a lot of reasons one um you know we've got to get it going at home too um you know defending Super Bowl champs like you talked about a division foe um you know one of our rivals um you know like you talked about they've got good players at, at every level of the defense, um, at every level of the offense, um, you know, so um, it's our challenge. And, and to me, the biggest thing is um, this will be a big step in erasing that playoff performance that the Cardinals put out. Um, you know, it, they hopefully can ride this momentum of how they played, how they pieced together and scrapped and fought uh, to get this win in Las Vegas um, and bring that home um, against the Rams. Now, you know, the um, in spite being, despite being Super Bowl champs, um, you know the Rams are a bit vulnerable now. Um, you know they lost Week One uh, against the Bills, um, basically collapsed in the second half, um, but pulled out a win against the Falcons. So we do have an opportunity. Um, it would be a- another big step um, in the early part of this season. Um, in what looked like a really difficult stretch of the schedule, if we can come out, play well, and get a victory 
um, against a divisional opponent, it would be huge for this team. Only team in the National Football League to open with three straight playoff teams from a year ago. That's what the Arizona Cardinals are facing here in each of the first three games. But to Kyle's point, Drew, you look at what happened last week at the Raiders and building upon that, yeah, each week is its own week. But that feel-good moment now you hope continues and this team realizes that they are not out of it, that they might have saved their season with their performance on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, each season's a new season and each week is a new week. So in saying that, right, it will present its own challenges. Last week you feel good about what that is. Again, you can take that momentum. It can help you alleviate a lot of feelings of anxiety if you find yourself down. You're going to find yourself down throughout the duration of the season. How you respond to it matters. And just don't get too far behind. Don't start pressing any of those things. Uh, we know the star power they have on offense. We know the, how important this game is. The easiest way to, to get to the playoffs, which is the goal of every single team when you start the season, is to win your division. That's always the number one goal. It should always be the number one goal. So that starts by winning division games. You can create separation. You can do all these things. You know, you don't start worrying about other teams. You worry about what you have control over first. And beating this team at home is a necessity if you want to win the division. And they're figuring things out. Uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to go on the road last year and beat them and steal one, and then we dropped one at home. And then obviously everybody knows how the playoff game went. And saying that, that team's different. Our team is different. Allen Robinson's trying to figure out how he's going to fit in the mix. Cooper Cup is force-fed every week now by Matthew Stafford, and, he, and he's continuing to win matchups. What can you do? Everybody knows about the three levels that they have of all pro, pro bowl, even Hall of Fame type guys with Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, and Jalen Ramsey. How can you negate that? What can you do? Again, dispersing the ball like Kyler did last week in that second half is going to be key on top of the run game and the magic 30 attempts as you talked about in the past. Cardinals coming off a win. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury asked about continuing that from Sunday to this coming Sunday. You know, I'd rather start slow and, and end fast than, than start fast and end slow. And we, we just haven't played a lot of football together. When you look at the, the names that are out there and the guys we still have in short-term IR and hop still uh, four games out, I mean, we got to play more football together and get in a rhythm, and, and hopefully the second half helped us with that. Don't know about the availability of Rondell Moore or Andy Isabella this week. James Conner left the game on Sunday with an ankle injury, but he appeared to be okay amidst the celebration. But we don't know officially, according to Kingsbury, James Conner is day-to-day. But when you look at this Rams team and we look at the offense, the offensive line is banged up. They lost their starting center in Week 1. They're starting right guard last week. The secondary is banged up. They've got two corners with injuries. So maybe it's good to get this team early in the season, yet at the same time, to your point, Drew, you have to be able to beat the Rams, whether it's at home or on the road, if you want to hope to get into the playoffs winning the division. Yeah, exactly. And uh, something that I think was extremely underrated from our perspective, getting Justin Pugh back, right? We talked about it pregame in the pregame huddle, what that meant to be able to get somebody of his stature back, somebody that is just a calming force on that offensive line for the tackle next to him, for the center next to him. He is an extension of that center and relaying the calls. And he's played in big-time games. Going against Aaron Donald, he's not sitting there quivering about, oh, man, I've got to go block Aaron Donald this week, right? Uh, being able to do that and then be the aggressor on defense, whatever they did that second half to limit Devontae Adams and whatever it was, they need to try and do the same recipe because you're going to find an elite wide receiver in the slot this week, except for they're much more creative and making sure that Cooper gets his touches. But the best way to stop them, again, stop that run game. When they are firing on all cylinders, 
colors, the shifts, the motions, that zone scheme, that's really where we've had headaches in the past against this team is when we couldn't stop the run. Matthew uh, is a tremendous quarterback. He will be aggressive. He will take chances early, often, all the time. You have to capitalize when you can get your hands on a football, catch the ball when it comes your way. Stafford, a league-high 17 interceptions last season. Kylie's already thrown five in the first two games and then there's that issue that keeps popping up the elbow how healthy is it is it something that he'll have to manage all season long apparently he had to do it last year and they won the Super Bowl but that is something he does put the ball in jeopardy and you have to be able to take advantage of it yeah I think the important thing um, this game is getting off to a fast start look the Rams they've played really well in the first half of the both of their games they're tied with the Bills um, they had a big lead going into halftime. Um, it, while it was fun to watch the Cardinals this past week, they cannot continue to get into a deficit like that, especially against good teams. Um, I, the, the one thing that this defense can get better at is just getting pressure, consistent pressure. Um, that Oakland offensive line um, was not a strong part of their team. Um, they came away with one sack on the second play of the game. Um, and now you have an opportunity this week, like you said, with um, two offensive linemen on IR, you should have an opportunity to generate pressure without sending um, linebackers or DBs in, in a blitz. So, um, you know, Matthew Stafford, he he is a streaky passer. When he is on, he can put that football anywhere on the football field. So early on, you need to get pressure on him and get hits on him so that he can't be comfortable in the pocket. It'll be game two for J.J. Watt. Zach Allen played well last week. Marcus Golden saw his snap count increase from week one to week two, so maybe this team, to Cliff's point, playing more reps together in the first two games, now all of a sudden maybe the season really begins here in week three with the visit from the Los Angeles Rams. Again, 125 is the kickoff, 8.30 a.m. The pregame coverage begins, and we'll talk about it in one week's time here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report, presented by Siki, your ticket to great seats. Special thanks behind the scenes, Jim Omohundro and Cody Fincher. For Drew Stanton, Kyle Vandenbosch, I'm Craig Riolu. This is the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. 15-10-5, touchdown, Zach Ertz. Buda Baker with the sack, stripped the ball. Murray's going to score, touchdown. Oh, baby. The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app. Touchdown, Cardinals win. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. Oh.